After years upon years of heartbreaking pain for Newcastle fans, Mike Ashley finally sold the club on the 7th of October 2021 to a consortium spearheaded by the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia. Throughout the entirety of Ashley's time at the side, Newcastle had seen just two trophies, both of which being second division league titles, with the Toons' last actual trophy being the 2006 Inter-Toto Cup, and their last major honour all the way back in 1969 with the Fairs Cup. However, after less than 18 months since the change in ownership, Newcastle are the closest they've been since the 90s to breaking their domestic trophy drought after reaching the League Cup final, with the 1955 FA Cup final being their last success in England. Of course, to achieve this we've seen the new regime sign smartly, resulting in an ethos around the club that none of them are bigger or better than each other and that teamwork is necessary. What's even more remarkable is how Eddie Howe has been able to transform underperformers into some of the best players in the entire league. This is the story of Newcastle's incredible turnaround. Rewind to 2008 and his previous club and we saw Eddie Howe take Bournemouth from the brink of extinction and relegation to non-league to the Prem in less than seven years before eventually leaving following their relegation 2020. Although, unlike many other managers, Howe didn't go straight back into management. He waited nearly a year and a half before his next job, whilst in his words watching an incredible amount of football, something unsurprising to hear once you know his full character. Howe is completely obsessed with learning, both from his own mistakes and from other people. Even while manager at Bournemouth, he went to visit training sessions abroad at sides like Fiorentina, looking to expand his tactical understanding of the game whilst also making his training sessions better. And this is a key point, as it's on the training ground where so many of his former players have said he really shone. Ex-Bournemouth star Simon Francis once said that Eddie made training enjoyable and a challenge, something he said he'd never had with any other manager. Not only this, but he creates a great relationship with his players for a variety of ways. It's well known by now that he asks Newcastle players about their personal life, like family birthdays for example, so he can build a better connection with the people he works with on a daily basis, inevitably helping to play a key role in the turnaround we've seen in the North East. Not only this, but he's been known to mould players into different profiles and positions, with Joe Ellington's shift from a striker to a midfielder and now to a winger, resembling a story from the past, where he did a very similar thing with Andrew Sermon at Bournemouth. And so focusing back onto Newcastle's turnaround, despite backlash from some on social media, bringing Eddie Howe in on the 8th of November 2021 has undeniably been the best signing made by the club since the takeover. Howe came into Newcastle known as a man with an attacking philosophy, whose Bournemouth side would also often see themselves conceding large amounts of goals. Yet over his 18 month break, it's clear to see that something has switched, as this Newcastle side now has an element of pragmatism in them that we'd never seen before at Bournemouth. So how did this happen? As I mentioned earlier, Howe would travel to different countries to view training sessions, and during his time away from football, he travelled to Spain to watch over Atletico Madrid's training sessions, learning from Diego Simeone, where one man in particular must have caught his eye. But focusing on the start of his time at Newcastle, Eddie took over with them 19th in the Prem, and after two draws and a loss in his opening three games, they'd moved down to bottom of the league. But then, on the 4th of December, Callum Wilson would score the only goal in a 1-0 win against Burnley, becoming Newcastle's first of the season, and the first of many to come under their new manager. Another four winless games would follow before the January window finally opened, the first opportunity for the team to spend their newfound wealth. Kieran Trippier became the first addition to the side on the 7th, before quickly being followed up by Chris Wood from relegation rivals Burnley, a move that would go on to be pivotal in the eventual relegation of the Lancashire side. A draw against Watford would then be followed up by a 1-0 win as we saw the Toon rise up to 18th, their highest league position since mid-September, before three new players were brought into St James's Park in Matt Target, Dan Byrne and Bruno Guimaraes to end the window for the side. Over the next six games, Newcastle won five and rose all the way up to 14th in the table with a 2-1 comeback win on the 10th of March, perfectly encapsulating what Eddie Howard instilled into this side. Having seen years of ridicule from rivals, the Geordie fans had finally fell back in love with the team, 
Joel Ellington went from a £40 million flop to one of the best players in the side, partnering new boy Bruno in midfield, as well as Joe Willock regaining the confidence of his first spell at the club. And so despite their seven-game unbeaten spell being stopped by two last-minute losses and a 5-1 defeat to Spurs, fans of the team stuck with their players, inspiring them to six wins from their final eight games, only missing out against Man City and Liverpool, the two table toppers. And in less than six months in charge, Eddie Howard guided this Newcastle side, mainly built up of players which had been at the club for years, to 13 wins, reaching their highest Premier League points tally in a decade, proving the doubters wrong. All the way back in January 2021, Steve Bruce replied to rumours they'd be replaced by Eddie Howe, belittling the man now in charge of the tune, calling him the fella from Bournemouth and describing him as nothing more than a guy who'd been relegated last season. Now, no offence intended to Brucey, especially because he certainly received far too much abuse as Newcastle manager, but I believe that what you're seeing on screen right now is called karma. However, despite the fact that Eddie Howe had overachieved, if anything, in his first half of the season at the club, he didn't have time to relax. His expectations from both fans and owners were going to be a lot higher going into the new season, with one thing being clear. A top-half finish was the minimum for this campaign. Luckily for Howe, as well as the arrival of Dan Byrne in January, Newcastle also managed to poach Dan Ashworth from Brighton, being appointed as their sporting director and was going to be pivotal in bringing the best possible players to the tune. A permanent deal for Matt Target would then be followed up by the signings of Nick Pope and Sven Botman for a combined £60 million between the three of them, as well as Alexander Isak over doubling their spend for the window, smashing their record transfer after arriving from Real Sociedad. Now, as impressive as these signings sound, let me just give you a bit more backstory on the situation at Newcastle over the years, to help any neutral fans watching this understand just how incredible their achievements have been this season, before I get onto the timeline. We have to rewind all the way to 2003 to see the last time Newcastle finished in the top four. For further context, that's the same year that I was born in. Then if we rewind another four years, we can see Newcastle's last cup final in the 1999 FA Cup. Flashback another three decades and you can see their last major trophy, which technically isn't a UEFA licensed tournament. And so if you want to see their last major honour, you have to go all the way back to the 1955 FA Cup. And as for their last triumph in the League Cup, uh, yeah, they've never won the League Cup. And so going into this season, if you told a Newcastle fan they'd be fourth from the table and going into their first final this millennium, I think it's fair to say they'd be a little bit shocked, even with all the money they've spent. Their season started with a 2-0 win against Nottingham Forest at home, before a remarkable six-game winless spell saw them drop as low as 12th. Yet throughout this all, Fabio Carvalho's 98th minute winner had been the only time Newcastle had lost all season, going into an October clash with Fulham, who were flying high in sixth. They won the game 4-1. Then they won the next one 5-1. Then, they won five of the final six games going into the World Cup, conceding just two goals in the process and rising up to third in the table. Oh yeah, and they'd make it through to the League Cup quarter-final for just the third time in 15 years. I think it's fair to say Eddie Howe may have exceeded those mid-table expectations. Following their 1-0 win against Chelsea in the final game before the break, Nick Pope wouldn't concede a single goal in over 15 hours of football, with a 0-0 draw against Arsenal on the 3rd of January being the biggest indicator of how far Newcastle would come in just over a year under Eddie Howe. Steve Bruce had previously said that the players at his disposal were simply not good enough to play pressing football and that a low block was the only way they could play. Eddie Howe then proved him wrong. Many people said that Newcastle would be weak at the back under their new manager and that he wasn't the right man to get them out of a relegation battle. Eddie Howe also proved them wrong. The large majority of the football public even said that Newcastle wouldn't be able to battle for the top four this season. I think you get the picture. The way Eddie Howe has turned this Newcastle side round is incredible, with him going from being one of the most passive sides in the country, which could see one pass from an elite defender cut through their entire team and lead to a goal, to the side with the best defensive record in England, whilst also using incredible pressing traps and sequences to win the ball back high up the pitch, helping them score goals for fun. The likes of Joe Ellington and Almiron have gone from flops on their way out of the side, 
to some of the best performers in the entire country, where even after arguably their worst month of the season in January, they still became the closest side to beating Arsenal in the league since September. Oh yeah, and they also beat Leicester 2-0 in the League Cup quarterfinals to reach their furthest point in the competition in nearly half a century. However, it would not be plain sailing against Southampton in the semis. A cagey first leg at St Mary's would see Newcastle progress just 1-0 up, despite having a one-man advantage, as well as Southampton having a goal chalked off by VAR. Although, in the return leg a week later, the team found themselves 2-0 up after 20 minutes and cruising through to the final. Eh, except this is Newcastle we're talking about. They were never going to do this the easy way. Che Adams got a goal back for the Saints after half an hour, and after a VAR decision saw them lose arguably their best player, I'm sure any fans watching the game were probably hoping the whistle would be blown early. Luckily enough though, they were able to see out the victory, where they'll come up against Man United in their first cup final this millennium. I guess it only makes sense that a side which despite being written off various times since becoming the richest in the world, will be facing arguably the biggest, in a battle to end each side's relative trophy droughts. In just over a year in the northeast, Eddie Howe has turned this Newcastle side into serious contenders, and with the likes of Anthony Gordon coming in to boost their attack, I can only see them becoming more dangerous over the coming seasons. Of course, we have no idea what the rest of the season holds for the two. Maybe they'll completely bottle top four and lose this cup final in three weeks' time. But given they essentially have a 12th man in each game with one of the most passionate fan bases in the entire world, I would not be surprised in the slightest if Newcastle can do it again and prove the doubters wrong. Thanks for watching, I hope you all enjoyed. Please like, comment and subscribe if you're new. Links to all of my socials will be in the description, but most importantly, enjoy your day.